A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwich. Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to a sparse den for the visit of Reading this Tuesday night. Um, you could, the players are actually entering the pitch at the moment. You can hear let them come playing in amongst the sparseness of the crowd. Though. Just like when you go on holiday and you set yourself down on a nice uh, sun bench, sun, sun bed. One comes along and sits right next to you. And tonight, that person is Mr. Neil Andrews. Welcome to the show, Neil. I don't want you to be alone, Nick. <laughs> I don't want me to be alone. Mill team tonight, dear listeners. Then Gold Bar, Bill Koski. I'm not sure what formation we're going to take at the moment, but we have uh, Jake Cooper, uh, Sean Hutchinson, and Murray Wallace. In, I'm guessing uh, there's a three, I'm guessing. Um, on the other, in midfield, we have Billy Mitchell and uh, Jules Saville. Up front, we have two. We have, we have two. We have Smith and Afobe. Uh Ryan Leonard, I'm guessing, is he on the on the right? I'm asking you. I, I, I don't know. And then Jed Wallace up front. If that doesn't confuse you, nothing. But we'll wait and see whether it is indeed a four-four-two, or five-three-two, or three-five-two, or any other variation thereof, dear listeners. As long as it's not the classic Scotland zero-four-five-six, whatever it was. just cooking up a fabulous show for you dear listeners the history of the North American Soccer League so uh, tune in for that when it comes there we go then Millwall attacking the away in the first half dear listeners Reading in all yellow the Lions in the familiar blue and white long ball falls towards Matt Smith I'm guessing it's going to be like that Simpsons episode bombardment bombardment I'm guessing it's not going to be a big crowd listeners no matter what you see reported it's very sparse Cold blow lane end and opposite in the docker stand, hard to tell. Three empty rows in front of us. Empty seats all around us. I was listening to the Neil Harris podcast, uh, the Wall Talk, on the way over. I only got about 20 minutes into it because it's actually quite a quick drive over tonight. Um, very good. I recommend it. If you haven't heard it, do tune in. Smith. That was a free kick that was well worked, I think, there by Jules Savile, Neil. Yeah. Professionally done. He, he uh, went into a 50-50 challenge this and then fell backwards, making with the old head shot. He's all right, though. Actually, I think it was a fast <laughs> Free kick for us. I'd say central, I'd say about 30 yards out. And for the older listeners, this is Daniel Passarella territory from 1978. Wow, there's a reference. There's a World Cup name check. Back said Harry Hand. <laughs> 
Jed Wallace territory is it is the listeners. Come we've got three and a half minutes. He'll miss. Chance to get a shot on goal at least, which would be more than we saw on Saturday up there at the Gal Farm, John Smith Stadium, wherever it's called. Be nice to see uh, something a bit more attacking tonight. Here it goes. Jed's on target. Yes, punched round. Nicely done. On target, right side, punched round for the corner. Keeper made a meal of it. Keeper made a meal of it. He made a meal of it, dear listeners. We speak on the day that Seth Blatter and Michel Platini have been accused of fraud in the Swiss courts, dear listeners. And now I've got images of World Cup stars from the 78 and 82 tournaments flashing through my mind. Platini, obviously, in the 82 for our French side. Who can forget David Neary? <laughs> David Neary. And I've got Dominique Rosto in his long haircut. Also in my head. I don't know why I'm going on about these exotic foreign players. Hector Champataz. Yeah, another one. Cubias, Teofilio Cubias. <laughs> I know I'm laughing, England didn't qualify for, uh, for the 78 tournament, of course. I think we, we went out to the Italians, if memory serves, in that pre pre tournament. England yeah. went out for not scoring enough goals against Finland. And, um, that's right, yeah, that's right. Ah, the reminiscences, dear listeners. Five, come to six minutes on the stadium clock. Reading playing the ball around in defence. Mill pressing them high. Nothing much happening. Danny McNamara is on the bench tonight, listeners. It was a very strange comment from Gary Rowett in the News, news at Den, on the, on the News at Den website, about how um, he can't expect to start every game. I don't know what lies behind that. He was, wasn't in the squad at all, Saturday. He's a ball across the face of the uh, penalty area. So Jed now on the right side, he cuts in, will he have a goal? Ball's chipped into the danger zone towards Benick, but the goalkeeper takes. It's nothing personal, Gary Rowett said, which always makes me think it is personal when you say that, but there we are. I've got the wrong end of the stick. This is Jed on the right side, shot all to Benick the Fobo, puts it into orbit. Right side across from Jed to Benning, a phone bay. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> field goal, field goal. 12 minutes. Reading have barely been out their own half since the game kicked off. And they do have some possession at the moment, the halfway. They keep going backwards rather than forwards, but so far they haven't threatened anything. The Lions have looked more lively in the opening 12 and a half now, 12 and a half minutes. Which is a welcome sight after the tedium of, of uh, Saturday. Scott Malone has had another peroxide blonde bleach job done, listeners. Keep you up to date with his haircut. Once more into the bleach. There's rather a nice Scottish-style mill flag opposite us. Now they're celebrating their Caledonian roots, I think. Oh, it, uh, it's, it's got a, a, a Scottish shawl tie with a mill line in the centre. Uh, Mill legend, I can't, RIP, I can't see the name. Um, apologies for that, <clears throat> whoever's flag that is. It's a really nice flag though, from distance. Do let us know who that's memorialising, because it's a nice flag, I like it. Halfway through the first half, it's not been exactly a rip-roar so far. Mill have shown more uh, intent, so far at least. Reading doing the old hold the ball and cannily wait for the break, the gap in the in the defence to appear. Routine. Been driven backwards. They haven't actually made any dangerous moves as yet, Touchwood. 
Lucky Heather, rabbit's foot, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what happened to Romney ladies selling your Lucky Heather at railway stations? You don't get that anymore, do you? Or people selling your ultra right or ultra left wing reading material at railway stations, though. They don't seem to get it anymore, I don't know. Things from the past. Morning star, morning love. <laughs> Used to be a bloke at New Cross, and we're selling the newsline. Go get the newsline, get the newsline, newsline. Some Trotskyite um, organ of some sort. You can tell the game's drifting, listeners, as my mind wanders over New Cross Station, 1975. 30 minutes looms. A lot of possession for, for Reading so far. Mill have looked brighter when they've had the ball, but we haven't had all much of the football in recent minutes. Poor game so far, the listeners. 34 minutes. Reading just punted the ball forwards aimlessly. Millwall have not been hugely better, marginally so I'd say, but uh, we just don't get enough or keep possession of the ball well enough at the moment. Nicely done, Millwall. There's Millwall chance to break now. Billy Mitch, he's surrounded by yellow shirts, unfortunately. And Savile runs into trouble. As you'll gather, not much love for that move. This is now the 10. 48 on the right side, ball into the middle. I thought for one moment they've got to put it in their own net. Still live play in from the left. That's cleared by Savile. Mill dodged the slight bullet there. There was a moment where I thought we were going to put it into our own net. Stayed out, thankfully. But Reading now do a nice little move down the left. This is the 14. Defence looks a bit at uh, sixes and sevens, Neil, don't you think? Shocking passage. Wasn't great, wasn't great. And Jed gets himself into a, a pickle down by the right side. He called the flag, gives possession back to Reading when he should have cleared. This is now the, the 28, the 10. Will he have a go from distance? He's done a little... Ooh, I thought he could have worked that one through. Ryan Leonard just a little bit sluggish. We're all looking at sixes and sevens in defence, dear listeners. We look like we're a group of men have never met each other before at the moment. That's been hoofed out of play. Reading fans beat on to our left for sh uh, shouting for a penalty. I don't think it was. I can't blame Raoul for that shooting. Well, that's basic breakdown in defensive skills. I mean, whatever formation he sends them out, you can only ask them to use the, uh, the skills they're paid to be, to be good at, you know. That was just... Ticket towards 39 minutes. Mill need to um, get their heads together. Mill Christmas party, buffet and DJ. Direct from Ibiza. I thought he missed, missed both. There was a moment where Bart went to kick it and the ball was coming back to him and you just had this vision of him missing it and going straight into the goal. Sitting on the bench, we have uh, Jules Long, Danny Mack and... Uh, Bradshaw, Malone, Ojo, Pierce, Pierce, Pierce is always on the bench. He must get some kind of, um, you know, bonus for uh, for being in the squad. And Mason Bennett. Um, I guess you could bring on Ojo in the second he half. Gets a bonus every <laughs> he must have some role at the club. I'm not sure what it is, dear listeners, but um, there he is. No Conor Mahoney, who might have some creativity to unlock a stale game but um, that's a, a debate we've done to death over the podcasts Reading on the on the left side of the penalty we're into the overtime ball shot across the face of the goal from the 14 one minute, one minute. 
I am torn, dear listeners, because in terms of league position, you know, uh, we're not doing too badly, really. 12th position. There you go. The, the jury expresses its verdict. There we go. I was just going to say something really succinct, but I think that summed it up. We'll be back after these messages. Sweet home Alabama. Sounds of the deep south to cheer me up. Achtung, Mehlball. Teams have come out for the second. Looks like Malone's on down there. Did you say Bennett is out there as well? Smith and Second hour of fire and brimstone needed to uh, send these fans home that have come out on a fairly cold night, it's got to be said. There's a lot of things you could be doing rather than sitting here, and. There is. <laughs> uh, isn't there? And, you know, if, if Gary Rowett doesn't understand that, well, he's in the wrong business because, you know, you don't have to go to football. Both teams lined up, we'll be underway any moment now. Away we go. Reading attacking the away end. Ryan's attacking the Colbro lane in, in accordance with English law and customs since the time of the Venerable Bede. I'm going to do a podcast sometime on the world of football nicknames, and I noticed that Gary Rowett, one of his more, I find it quite irritating, listeners, but he, he will, does love a nickname, and I've noticed he, he referred to Evo, which turned out to be George Evans, Now that isn't a long name, you don't really need a nickname when your name is Evans. Smudger instead of Smith, when Smith is a perfectly good name, fine old name, you know, you don't need to nickname people, Gary. Well, I was at school, my nickname is Andy <laughs> <laughs> I would find it annoying, I would fall out with him if I were for Gary Rowett, I think, for that alone. It's almost 47 minutes, Reading pressing forwards here. If they go a goal up, this place will um, not react well to it. That's, that's uh, cleared after a fashion by Jake Cooper. He finds, uh, Malone finds Mason Bennett now in the middle. Ball left. This is Jed. He's got ball through trying to find Bennett a phobie. That was just cut out by the Reading defence. Ball one, two, move. Breaks down midfield. Mason Bennett does well to win the ball back, though. Nice work. He should be drawing a free kick there, but he... he doesn't get it. Crowd trying to get behind the Lions, dear listeners. Urge them on. Gary Rowick spoke of the chaos, Mill thriving in chaos against Stoke in that now legendary period after the start of the second half where we looked like a dangerous team. I'm hoping that won't be the only time this season that we can say that. Tackles flying in out there. Jed's gone down. Gingerly getting back to his feet. Poor kick out by uh, Bart Belkowski there. Just makes halfway inside the middle half. Murray Wallace does do the clean up work over there. That was an inch perfect pass under pressure by Billy Mitch. Thank God it worked because it was close. Long ball, hopelessly wide of the mark. Ryan Leonard surging down the right side there. The mill look a little bit more energetic in the second half, urged on by the crowd. Ball's into the near post, goalkeeper bats it away, Dennis Nurse. Mill keep the ball. Murray Wallace, 53, comes 54 minutes. 
It all looked more threatening in the second half. Great to see it. Balls into the box. Shots on target from uh, George Saville, but into the ground, up and high. Goalkeeper takes. Nice passage of play, Neil. That's more like it. More like it. Comes Sean Hutchinson on the uh, right. Billy Mitchell now in the middle. Ticking towards 60 minutes. Jed's overlapping on the right. Ryan Leonard balled it into the box. That's oh over the top. Did that come off the bar? I think it came off the yeah off the woodwork. The crossing from the right. I think it was a cross. Seemed to hit the uh, either the bar or the or the, uh, the upright. This is Billy Mitchell. This is Jed now from distance. Can he get shot wide, wide right, 60 minutes. More more action. That's the way to do it, dear listeners. Much better second half on Millwall. Reading very much under siege in the second half, dear listeners. Reading on the break, 69 minutes coming down the left side. We'll do have defenders back. The 10's cut inside. He's, the shot is deflected and Bart collects. They're all back on the attack now. This is reminiscent of the old days when we were an attacking side, dear listeners. It's like being, being back under the, uh, the, the, the pomp of Neil Harris in his time. When we look dangerous. It's nice, wonderful. Good to see. 70 minutes. Mill's searching for a goal. It's Jake Cooper now. Space in front of him. Wall of yellow shirts in front of Millwall as we come forward. There's a nice little move by Jerry Fine shirt. Ryan Leonard in front of goal. approach in the second half wonderful to see it and it pays off nice move nice ball in from the right side Benningafobi slots home nicely unpicked the defence there with Jed and, and Ryan Ned and there's Benningafobi sniffing inside the box lovely stuff Neil hasn't seen us winning how many years now Neil <laughs> <laughs> maybe now, maybe now. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Some good old-fashioned hatred being expressed to the away support as well. Nice tackle, Billy Mitchell, midfield, nicely done. Ball breaks, this is now Jed Wallace on the right side from George Saville. Comes all 74 minutes, balls into the middle. Just volleyed over by Scott Malone. Unlucky. Den's rocking, dear listeners. I don't want to see us change this. We've actually looked quite aggressive in the second half. It's been a much more open game and it's paid dividends with the goal. Um, that's a world away from the display we saw in the first half. We we're just knocking the ball around in defence here at the moment. I'd want to see us. Press forwards, it's always where we've looked at our best and most um, dangerous. Oh, Mill can see possession of danger zone just outside the D. Reading on the attack now, there's good work though by 
Malone and then and then Savile to undo that moment's um, flakiness. This is Mill. Ball breaks as Mason Bennett come down the left side. 79 minutes. Finds Scott Malone. Balls into the far post. That's a volley over from Ryan Leonard. Nice move. The far post. Yeah. 80 minutes, dear listeners. The Lions have looked a, a much better prospect in the second half. Whatever becomes of the game, we've looked much more attacking. As, as per the Stoke game, the ball breaks now. This is this is Jake coming down the left side. He's got Billy Mitch surging into the middle. This is Leonard. Oh, beautiful shot, just inches wide right from the edge of the penalty area. I'll make that the three minutes. The referee will add a few seconds. It was just telling Mill to get on with it. Second half performance earns, <laughs> earns a 1-0 win for the Lions, much needed, lifts a burden. Lions will be cheered off at the end of the second half when they were booed off at the end of the first half. Such are the, the, the vagaries of football, dear listeners, but there we are. Really strong second half performance. Big thank you to Neil Andrews for your input, mate, as ever. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> We're waiting for the old uh, status quo, rocking all over the world. Thank you for tuning in. We're back after these messages. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> That's been a second half, mate. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, first off, I thought we were abysmal. Um, yeah, we, we were. <laughs> we had no shape, no pattern of play, no tactical plan to deal with them, allow them to play out from the back, acres and acres of time, their keeper had the freedom of Bermondsey in terms of taking the piss, but that's what happens when you play Matt Smith against a team that are going to pass it out around the back, it's not a dig at Matt Smith, it's a dig at Gary Rowett, so then on the same side of that, Gary Rowett addressed this at half time, now to go five at the back at home. We've made about five at the back at home, but it made sense in this instance. Got no problem chopping and changing formations to damage other play, uh, other teams when they come to try and play us. It's what football's about. You know, the creation and denial of space. Football's very, very easy. It's a simple game, made difficult by a number of factors. Normally, not playing to the crowd at the den, which they did in the second half. And they got a goal that was well worked, decent, what we've been crying out for for months. A little bit of invention from Jed, nice run from Leonard, who still isn't a right back, and a low hit cross. That's what, our last three goals at home, all been hit from low crosses. It's almost like a theme. Maybe, maybe we should do that more. But yeah, we're ape. How the fuck are we ape? Need a win on Saturday. And keep the pressure on the top six. Fucking hell, winter is here as well, by the way. So if you didn't come tonight, and you watch it on the red button, get your fucking selves down here. There must have only been about 5,000. Maybe 7,000. It's fucking dead. It's cold when you ain't here on a Tuesday night. Anyway, come on, you lines. My brother said I have to think about the voice note. We don't think before we do these voice notes, boys. I'll tell you what, absolutely brilliant second half. It really was. Um, You know, we we should have scored more than one. Um, Deserved to win the game in the end. It's a funny one because it's like... um, The the first half was fucking awful. Um, It's like he, he, he watches teams all week and then goes out and plays a formation that just doesn't work in the first half, then changes it in the second half now. And we, uh, it was almost like the leash was taken off. Not that we actually changed it. You know, it wasn't actually a, that positive formation. It was 5-2-3 in the second half. But someone told him to fucking go and press them and stuff. And we were by far the better team in the second half. Should have scored more than one, really. Uh, well deserved a win in the end for the Lions. I'm relieved. But... It's, it's, it's an interesting one because it's sort of different to Harris where you'd sort of maybe go at it in the first half and be either behind. Whereas I think Rowett seems to keep it tight now till nil-nil at half-time, gets booed at half-time, <laughs> then changes it and then we win the game. So I'll take that all day. Fucking well-deserved from the Lions. Happy fucking days. Let's take it in a derby. Let's beat Derby on Saturday because, as we say, if we can go at teams in this league... We've got a chance in the top six. There's no doubt about it with these players, but Rowett's got to be on board. Come on, you lovely fucking lions. Speeches from our own Nick. Cheers. Hello, Nick. Another second half turnaround and more of, as you say, Millwall chaos. 
with a team and a crowd coming together. The changes Rowett made at half-time worked. It was more like three at the back because both Malone and Leonard were pushed further up the pitch. Mason Bennett was excellent. If only he could stay fit, what a difference he makes. We should have scored more than the one, but at least we were creating chances. Close call for a man of the match between Jed and Ryan Leonard, who linked up well, especially for the goal. I think Leonard should still be played in midfield with Danny Mack at right wing back. On to Saturday and Derby, and hopefully more of the same. Come on, you Lions. Hi, Nick. It's Matt Richards calling. After that, well, that was a lot better, wasn't it? Blimey. Well, first half, well, started off okay, but it just sat back, didn't we? It's just so frustrating, and we just weren't getting anywhere. Then, um, that's my sat nav. <laughs> um, oh, but the second half, I mean, once Malone and Bennett just made such a difference, he's just so direct, and it's just, you know, he can hold the ball up, he gets stuck in, and it just, it's just kind of got the whole crowd going, got the whole team going, really. And then you kind of, Billy Mitchell was immense. He was just everywhere, and the goal was a great goal. Brilliant, brilliant move, brilliant ball by Jed, and nice ball in from Ryan Leonard. And yeah, Phoebe had to finish that, didn't he? I mean, he missed a few chances of Phoebe, but he was getting in there. We, we created so many chances. Leonard, how Leonard didn't score. I mean, Mason Bennett, he had he had this shot as well, and and then of course like Jed when he was running through. I mean, but I mean, it's, yeah, just really, really good. Amazing difference for the second half, and um, let's just hope we can kind of keep it going, really. So, um, yeah, come on, you Lions. Achtung, Mailball. Welcome back after the break, dear listeners. Big welcome now to show regular Mike Hayden. How are you doing, Mike? Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Yeah, very, very good. Thanks. And uh, yeah, pleased following that win in the end last night. In the end, it was a game of two halves, to borrow the cliche, Mike. It was um, quite one of the poorest games in the first half I've seen in a long time, and yet transformed by the introduction of Mason Bennett and Scott Malone in the second half. Um, I I, I can't fathom some of these games out at the moment. You know, (laughs) Jekyll and Hyde, it's it's, it's the bipolar stuff, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah, it's like you're in the South Bermondsey theme park. You know, one moment you're on the Millwall roller coaster, <laughs> the other minute you're on the Gary Rowett teacups. Uh, and that's what it feels like at the moment. Um, it's it's an odd one. Such really drab performances that we're still seeing in parts of the game. But now we are starting to see much improved performances in other parts of the game, um, which at least is positive. And I think, you know, also to be eighth in the league is uh, is kind of looking quite rosy from that perspective. So, yeah, it, I, I don't know. It's like you don't know whether you're coming or going. It's such a strange <laughs> kind of thing. You don't know what to think sometimes. No, I mean, I, I couldn't make head and the tail of the formation. I mean, the BBC is showing it as a 4 3 in the end last night. I, I, I must have given the listeners every variation apart from that one strangely i didn't think of 433 um ryan leonard on the right side i mean some of the choices that gary rowett makes um trying to find the right word they seem a little eccentric at times mike mm-hmm. um when there are other more obvious um candidates not featuring or sitting on the bench or just not involved um I, I don't know what to make of him as a manager, do you? I mean, I, I, I go around in circles with him. I, I don't see him as a tactical genius. I think he's a lucky manager, which is always a, mm-hmm. a handy thing to have. Um, and certainly he changed it at half-time last night and it worked well. But, um, 
you you know, why did we have to endure that first half to get to the second? I you know, I don't know. You just question what they do all week to think that that was a good way to set up, because we played that. Well, I don't know what it is anymore. It sounds like you're just um, talking out of a calculator all the time with these formations. But it's like a, it was sort of a five-three-two, which clearly didn't work at all. It was, it was a dreadful no. first half, and I think apart from that Jed Wallace free kick from about 30 yards which was an unbelievable effort yeah. there was nothing really else to talk about and again you know the den crowd made their feelings known sort of murmurings towards the end of the half and then obviously booed off again um so he had to change it but you can't rely on the den crowd to boo for you to then change it <laughs> you should, maybe you should try and start with uh with, with the formation that that works but you know but then as I say, you've got to give some credit to him that he got it right yeah. in the end. And we saw a, a really good performance and a thoroughly deserved win, and certainly based off the, the second half. Your point on Luck's a good one, Nick, because think about the season as a whole. I mean, I think we deserve to win last night. I think we deserve to beat Stoke in the end. But the other wins, really, um, we have got pretty lucky, I, I, I think. Um, yeah. and they, they could have gone either way. We may not have won those. So whether we're in a bit of a false position is arguable. Um, but yeah, uh, but we we are where we are. We're eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I do believe the league table doesn't lie, and you know, um, I know we're was it fifteen or sixteen games now? I can't. I haven't got the table. But anyway, um, with with that number of games under your belt, you start to get a true reflection of who's who and where. You know, everyone is roughly speaking where they should be based on what they've done so far. And you know, I, I can't escape the fact that it's actually a decent squad by Millwall standards. You know, we, we can't compete with the big spenders of, of the division. Um, but we do have some players of, of real talent. I, I think that's that's one of the things that kind of breaks your heart a little bit when you see these drab setups and these drab starts like we did last night. Um, the players, you know, used in another way, used with different formations or for some by some method, they've got some energy in the second half. Um, and suddenly we look like a different team. And, you know, both can't be true at the same time. We can't be dire and we can't be brilliant, can we? You know, at the same time. And yet somehow we're combining that into these these performances. I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, we had that early chance from, from Jed, which was a great free kick, dug from, you know, a long way out and it was on target. Goalkeeper put it round. Apart from that, not an awful lot to report from the Mill perspective. There was one late chance in the half, I think it was the first half, where Reading... Seem to shoot across the the six yard box, and it's it looks a lot closer than it looked on the on the YouTube um, highlights reel that I just looked at in real time. I thought they'd missed a real sitter there. So, you know, we got to half time at nil nil, and I must admit I was dreading to to think what might come in the second. Um, yeah, transformed. I mean, Mason Bennett and Scott Malone. It's always a bold, it's definitely a bold, I don't think he's done that before, certainly made two substitutions at half time. So clearly he he saw that it wasn't working and it did make the correct changes. So I think you've got to make credit credit for that. Yeah. Um, thought Reading were abysmal and this seems to I be did. a... I did, I did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this seems to be a bit of a trend though. I mean, the league this year is so strange, Nick, because... I mean, we're shit, but so many teams are a lot shitter than us, I think. Um, and, and, you know, Reading were only a couple of points away from us going into that game. You think about even Stoke were poor. Um, most of the teams that have come to the Den, apart from Fulham, who were obviously outstanding, uh, I don't think anyone's been particularly good and played us off the park or looked really creative. Um, you know, so, it, yeah, as you say, it's, it's a strange one at the moment, but... 
poor first half, but he turned it around and I think say thoroughly deserved it in the second half. Yeah, I mean the, the game in the second half was was much more like um, it's like going to Millwall, Mike, wasn't it? It was, it was proper Millwall evening, you know. I mean the the as soon as the um, the increased energy levels were visible in early in the second half, the crowd became a factor. You could hear it; everyone could hear the fact that the crowd were involved. Tackles are being crunched in in a way that we weren't in the first half, and the place responds to that. And you know, I I don't think you have to be any kind of football genius to know that if a club like Millwall, we, we, we can't compete financially, but we can compete with that 12th man called the Den. So if you give the crowd some, not every game can be brilliant, not every game can be electric. Sometimes you're going to get drab performances, but mostly if you can give the Den crowd um, hard tackling, um, good, fast, you know, wing play and, and, and get balls in from into the middle and, and show some, some vim and vigour, and, and, you know, it will respond. It becomes a factor, Mike, and I think that's what happened last night because mm. the goal was, wasn't was a long time coming, but it was it was advanced into the second half before we got the decisive break, and that was primarily the, the combination of team and fans working in tandem. Absolutely, yeah, and I think a long time before the goal, you could see it coming. I, I, I kind of actually got a lot of optimism that we, we're going to win this. We're bound to score with this pressure. Yeah. We're causing them a lot, a lot of problems, as you say. Mason Bennett, I thought was absolutely superb. Yeah, I think he's, I um, yeah, certainly looks fit again now, and I think he's definitely in contention to start against the derby. Following that, I thought he was man of the match, and yeah, Malone again has been coming back to fitness. Who then put in a very strong performance. So hopefully he'll be sort of back in from the start against Derby as well but yeah I think it was just coming but just to because there's been a lot of times when you've been watching Rowett's sides this season uh, where you don't have that hope and no. I think that's very difficult as well where um, last night when we came out you know quite soon after that second half I was like right we're, we're on the front foot here I think we're going to win this game and and you know we we did in the end uh, and, and should have probably won by more than one goal I think. Yeah, there were opportunities that, um, I mean, I, th I think Jed was slightly indulgent when there was a break. Yeah. Call, I remember, I haven't got any notes, listeners. I'm, I'm doing this entirely from from my, my ageing memory. Um, and there was a break forward, and I think the ball was really inside to find a phobe, really. But yeah, Jed took, it, took it on. And there were mm. other opportunities. I mean, I, I think I want to, there was, there was a bit of a debate as to man of the match for the Lions last night. And I, I think it does come down to a choice between Ryan Leonard, who I thought, given that it was, again, largely played out of his central position, which is where I think will be his natural fit, Mike, but operating in a kind of a right-sided role, but first half and second half, really, he gave everything. I also like Billy Mitchell. I thought he did very well, um, especially in the second half. So I think I'd make my man of the match Ryan Leonard because he gave more consistency across the whole 90. But it was a you know tough call between the two. I don't know who you'd, who'd go for, out of the, those two or another. Well, yeah, either one of those or Mason Bennett, as I mentioned, I think, who, who for me changed mm. the game from an attacking perspective. He he just seemed everywhere across that front three and he, he really made a, a, a difference and Reading couldn't cope with him. Um, but I agree. I think Billy had a really good performance, certainly in the second half. He, yeah. He certainly seems like more of an advanced midfielder than a defensive midfielder, I think. Um, and, and so I think Agreed. it suited him a bit more that when we started to go forward, because, you know, he's not necessarily a tough tackler, sort of Keefton Beldesk type player, really, or, or an Evans who just sits in. I think he 
he prefers to go forward and try and create um, a little bit of the Ben Thompson's about him in that regard, you know, would actually look forward rather than back. And um, yeah. I think yeah. the second half, the way we play suited Billy um, and Leonard's. Yeah. It's been fantastic. I mean, I mean, I don't know what he thinks about playing on this right side because it's not his natural <laughs> position. And, you know, against Stoke, when he played in the middle, how good was he in that half? I think, it you know, those fantastic. marauding runs forward. Um, but Leonard, you know, another assist for him, a, fa- a great cross, obviously, from that ball from Jed and over to a phobia and it was a goal. But Leonard, um, again, I think last season before he got injured, I was saying I think he was a contender for player of the season. And yeah. I think we're certainly seeing that form. I would just love him to see him play in the central position because I think that is his best and most effective role but um, for some reason we've got a slight issue on the right right back area at the moment Rowett <laughs> seems to think so yeah, yeah strange I mean the, 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 the mind of the football manager is always a strange thing I mean I, I know we're fans and I know we're not our livelihood doesn't depend on the the outcome is and, and you know it's easy to express Heated opinion in the moment but I mean we did see listeners we did see Danny McNamara from in the 87th minute replacing um, a phobe who had, had uh, you know had given everything so we, we haven't done away with him um, I, I did fear for uh, Danny's Danny's well-being because uh, you know he, he like Conor Mahoney had been disappeared so Danny Mack seemed to be disappeared um, I, I suppose like any work environment Mike you get some people you like and some people you can work with well and others you don't maybe don't eat so easily click with them and I wonder whether Gary Rowett just doesn't click with Danny Mack. You know, I can't see any any adequate reason to be playing Ryan Leonard, who looks so good against Stoke and showed what he can do last night out of position. Um, when you've got a, a, a talented boy, maybe he needs to reel in some of his um, youthful, um, you know, uh, energy. I don't know, however you want to put it. He maybe gets forward into positions you don't want to see him in but then that's that's what you should be sorting out on the training ground I can't believe that we can leave a talent cut like Danny Mac out of the team whilst we use either Billy or, or, or Ryan as a as a right side I, I don't understand um whether no. that's you know if, if you allow personality to get in the way of, of of what should be cool decision making then I don't know it's um it's is worrying. that a rumor has there I been some sort I, of I don't know I can't I'm not trying to think of what else it could yeah. be um, mm. And I can't think of an adequate reason. I mean, both. Um, I mean, Ballard well, was not involved last night. The, the, um, mm. the, the, ah, the C word. <laughs> the C word, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> anyway, so there, there was good reason for that, and I, I don't have a problem mm. with um, players not not taking the field, but um, whether they're injured or not not available. But I can't think of an adequate reason as to why um, we have the likes of Alex Pierce, who I don't have a problem with, but he, he doesn't inspire much. Um, you know, excitement. And yes, last night we did see Danny Mac late, late, late. But it, it, the, these kinds of things are oddities and I, I, mm. I can't I can't account for them. And, and what you don't understand, you tend to yeah. conspiracy theories arise, yeah. isn't it? You know, you start to look for for, for systems where none exist, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I think my, my theory behind it is I thought about it as well. <laughs> um, theory? Come on. The conspiracy theory. Yeah, we're going to be talking about UFOs in a minute. Um, <laughs> so he, I, I, I don't think Rowett is a manager who favours youth players. Um, no. I, I think that's, that's one thing. And I, and I think, yes, he has played Billy a bit more. Maybe we thought we'd have seen him a little bit more. McNamara has been in and out. Really, there's nobody else. And we've got some talented players 
boys I, I believe sort of coming through mm. I don't think he's one that actually favours playing youth and, and I think with Danny Mack um, the way that he plays uh, and it's no fault of his own he's a young player he, he is slightly erratic at times yeah. maybe gets out of position but then you know he more than makes up for that with how good he is going forward and the effort that he shows um, a proper Millwall type player that we we, we love but then is, is that the recipe for a, a Rowett favourite I would probably say no, because if he, he can trust Leonard or even, I don't know, maybe Bill, but, um, you know, to hold position, use a bit more experience in that that area and that kind of, well, that beigeness, I suppose, that sometimes you need from a defence. Maybe that's what he's kind of thinking. But, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I, I don't think it's a big thing. I think we will see Danny um, play, continue to sort of play, but he, he might just be in and out the side and, he does rotate a bit as well, I guess, Nick. You do see players drop in, drop out a bit. So, you know, hopefully it's nothing serious. I don't think it is, but I'd like to no. see him start. He should start every game, in my opinion, but maybe Rowett doesn't see it that way. I suppose, you know, just to... to uh, I agree with what you've said, Mike, and I suppose to answer mm-hmm. my own point, um, I think if you were going to be critical of Danny, Danny's game, at, I don't know how old he is. He's 19, 20. He's, he's a young man. Yeah. Yeah. And young men get a bit overexcited at times, don't they? And maybe that that's where Gary Rowett wants to see players more disciplined in their approach to the the game plan than Danny Mack with his Millwall head on charging forwards where angels fear to tread, you know. Uh, so possibly it's that. I don't, I don't know. Um, we won't comment on Conor Mahoney, who seems to have um, you know, not been in favour mm. at all. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's all that sounds a bit churlish, listeners. To to to, uh, I'm not complaining because it was a good win, and I enjoyed the second half. And a bit like Stoke, Mike, it's it's quite refreshing to leave the den, realizing why you go to follow the Lions because that's the kind of thing that you go there for. Those big nights where you leave with a buzz, and it was it was nice to to have it last night. It was nice against Stoke, and terrific last night as well. So. Overall, good performance uh, and one that yeah. offers a bit of hope for Saturday against Derby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think the good thing is that we're at least we're starting to see that Millwall spirit now. I mean, I know we're not seeing it for 90 minutes, but I just don't think that's going to be a possibility under Gary Rowe. I think you are going to sometimes see times where we're not going to be that good or not very creative and sort of dig in a bit. But I suppose the positives are that we've seen some promising play, at least maybe not at Huddersfield. I didn't I only watch the first half. I couldn't watch the second. Apparently that was awful. But at home anyway, at least we have started to sort of see a bit more of the Millwall we know and love and want to see more of it not for 90 minutes but at least for portions of games and when we have seen that it's been enough to win the game um so I think that that is positive for me um so I'm hoping that we continue that into Derby who obviously have had um you know their their issues financially on minus points still but they're no mugs um no they're not he's done he's done a good with the with what well, he's done a miracle actually to get as many points as they have with the squad they have as well so you know i think they're probably going to come for a point so what i would like to see is us to start the game well yeah um and and sort of take you know try and get an early goal or something like that and, and actually go at them a little bit because yeah if if we have that sort of first half again you just give yourself less time to win the game yeah um don't you and and i think we should win um but let's try and go at them in the first half i would like to see let's be positive i agree everything that you just said there i'm, I'm just as, as you're speaking i'm just looking at reading i mean we're, we're complaining about our manager listeners when we're sitting you know a couple of spaces off the top six 
Reading boss. I don't think this was the champ. Vyoko Paunovic. I think he was out with with COVID. So I think it must mm. be the uh, the second in command now. That they, we don't have a name for him. But they, if you want deluded comments, he's, he said in the first half, Reading were fantastic. We didn't have a good start. Then we got well. There were no shots on goal. I mean, I don't see how you can say they, they were. They were fantastic. They just knocked the ball around in defence. You know. Yeah, I think they had a couple of players. John Swift, their number ten, who I thought was a nice player who got in the holes. Yeah, the fourteen, good. which was um, Ajaria or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. again, they, they were really the only two talents that that they had. I thought, which kind of, well, you know flattered to deceive a bit they look pretty nice on the ball got in some okay areas but never really caused us any problems but I don't know what game he was watching Nick because if I were a Reading fan watching that uh, you know that's the sort of game we're talking about us getting annoyed about you know what I mean that absolutely yeah I, I would be like that for them you know it must be it's it's the cliche of the being careful what you wish for. I mean, there are other managers out there, and they say things like that when you're seeing the, the complete opposite in front of you. Um, there we are, one 0 win for the Lions. Good win, good evening, good night out. In the end, makes it all worthwhile, Mike. The cold evenings after work, and you know, travelling over and all the rest of it, and um, more of the same on Saturday. Be most welcome against. Um, are they bottom of the table, Derby? They are, aren't they? Because of the yes, still on minus deduction. Point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they would be. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to look the thirteenth, fourteenth, or so if they didn't have yeah. a point. It's one, like one, three, draw, eight, lost, lost four. So they've only been beaten four <laughs> times, as you say, rightly. No mugs. That's a huge thank you to Mike Hayden taking time out your day, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming Thanks, on, Nick. Thank you very and, much. Um, let's hope for an exciting game again on Saturday. Till then, dear listeners. Thank you for listening to um, Achtung Millwall. Until Saturday, it's that Eva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Eva Dirty Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.